God, there really isn't anything out here, is there? Well, I mean, I guess there's trees. And rocks. But damn, just so many trees. You know what it reminds me of? Those old, uh, 80s horror movies. You know, uh, Evil Dead, Just Before Dawn. I guess the Blair Witch Project was more of a 90s movie. But it was still a pretty good flick. Oh, how about Pumpkinhead? That was a little bit before your time, Emily, but it's a great movie. The director, Stan Wilson, was really good at making the movie more about the monster and less about the murders. Alright, uh, here we go. There's a sign up ahead. Azalea's Glen. 16 miles. Well, looks like that's our next stop. Vacancy is such an odd word. I mean, so many possible meanings, and not many of them are good. And where do you see the word most often? In bright neon letters in motel windows. Vacant could describe the look that the young man had painted across his face when I asked him for a room. And here it is, room 104. The key itself is kind of small, but it comes attached to a weird keychain. All wood. Looks like it might have snapped off for what have been a whale at some point? Well, the room is what you'd expect from a small seaside town. Uh, small, nondescript paintings of unremarkable boats hang on the wall. A bed, a small desk with no chair, that's kind of weird. And a dresser. Uh, next to the bed, there's an old-fashioned alarm clock. The ones with the flippy numbers. Do they even make those anymore? Probably not. Well, I mean, on the upside, at least the hot water works. Ugh, lumpy bed, thin pillows. I don't think I slept more than an hour. And then the rain. It just echoed up the steel roof all night. <sighs> well, this town is definitely odd. Not that many towns on this stretch of road haven't been. Town Hall is a small white building north side of town. Dusty. Mostly empty, which struck me as kind of weird. No one around to point me in the right direction. But I guess I found what I was looking for. A large pin board with dozens of photos. Some of them black and white, some of them in color, but all of them titled with big block letters. Missing. Most of them are faces I've already seen. Jacob Weisner, Thomas Barrows, Jerome Kansas, Tina Lee, Kathy Mitchell, Nadine Kalina, and Thomas Young. All names and all pictures I've seen in other towns on similar pin boards. And then I added yours to the growing pile. Oh yeah, I was definitely right about this town. Tuesday afternoon and nobody is open. Almost like it's a ghost town. Stores, and diners, that sandwich shop. Places you'd assume be open that this would be the most opportune moment to be open, 
has proud red and white lettering, closed, displayed in windows or doors. Well, looks like it's granola bars for dinner for me. Again. Shit, there it is again. It's, uh, it's 2 a.m., Emily. There's this strange sound next door. I, uh, I mean, not that sounds in a crappy motel aren't all strange, but uh, the fact that I can hear it over the rain, uh, and I thought I was the only one staying here. Did you hear that? There it is again. It's hard to tell at first, but the town is definitely more alive now. Well, not alive like Sacramento or Portland, but I saw an old couple chatting at the gas station, and a police officer crossing the street over by the high school. Even the girl at the coffee shop was a more than welcome sight. I asked her if the town sees a whole lot of tourism, and she seemed to hesitate before talking to me, but ultimately responded that I guess they see a few dozen outsiders during the summer. I mean, outsiders? Is that a young person thing? Well, at least they make good coffee here. I can't wait to get out of this crazy town. I slept like shit again. And I caught a glimpse of myself before I left. My eyes are bloodshot as hell. Um, but well, the rain's cleared, and I can hear the faint sounds of the ocean. I mean, silver lining, right? So, what happened last night? I should probably start from my last recording. The, uh, the sounds kept happening. I peeked out the window, and the parking lot was empty. I mean, besides my car and the desk man from the other day. You know, the thin one with the vacant expression. He was leaning out by the dumpsters. Smoking, I think. But then it got quiet again. I tried just letting it go. I tried just lying back down and forcing myself to sleep. But then came the growling. It sounded like an animal was locked up next door. It was getting louder and louder. Uh, eventually, I just had to check the window again. And uh, the desk man... He was right there. He was staring at me, like his head, with his vacant eyes, were inches away from mine. Only the glass of the window were separating the two of us, separating me from his oversized polo and his tobacco breath. I, uh, I felt like I had stopped breathing, like it had been hours, but it was probably just a few seconds. He turned and walked away. Scared the shit out of me. I, uh, I sat with my gun into the door all night, but nothing came. Nothing happened. What is wrong with this town? And where are you, Emily? I really hope you're not here. I finally found you. Eh, well, sort of. There's this painting that hangs on the wall at the coffee house. And it was you, or someone looks a lot like you. It was eerie how similar the painting is with the missing posters. 
The painting had these mountains in the background and dots of trees in the horizon. It looks like it might be somewhere south of town. Whoever the painter is really got this great sad expression across your face. And it's kind of spooky. But hey, maybe the painter's local. It's worth checking out. Okay, I did some research. And there's 144 missing people's reports filed in the town here. Not yours, I haven't filed yours yet. But none of them, not one, is from a person living here. All 144 have been filed with other police agencies, loved ones that were just passing through, or private investigators like me. That's strange, isn't it? I mean, not one runaway, not one overzealous parent, or a hunter that got lost in the woods. There hasn't been a fisherman that, you know, never returned. And these records go back to like the 1940s. Let's see, um... Nothing really of note here. Um, I tried to see if there was some sort of pattern or... Let's see, uh, a clue. But this is just another dead end. There's a, a musician uh, specialized in jazz and classical. She went missing about four years ago. Um, then there was a commissioner's wife. Late 60s. That uh, was two years ago. Um, most recent, the linguist. What, whatever that is. Uh, he was from Rhode Island. And that was about six months ago. I mean... Other than the fact that, you know, they're all here on the West Coast, no similarities, nothing in common. <sighs> I met with that painter. He's a skinny guy and has a studio above the coffee house. Tiny place. I'd say it looked like a bachelor pad, but it was more like a man, his paintings, and just the necessities he could afford. A mattress with no bed frame, and a couple of lawn chairs around a crate he was using as a table. The rest of the room, all filled with paintings. I couldn't say if any of them were worth a dime, or it's never really been my thing. He, uh, at first he tried playing this tough guy character, and then I showed him your picture. He told me everything. He told me about meeting you outside of town, about commissioning you for the painting. He told me that you drove this old brown pickup. Maybe it was a Dodge, or maybe it was a Toyota. He admitted he wasn't very good with cars. <laughs> Not a big surprise. But that wasn't it, Emily. He also told me about the large dark tarp in the back of your truck, and the rope that tied it to whatever was hidden under it. What are you up to? What are you hiding? Okay, now is it just me, or do steakhouses make the best chicken? I mean seriously, this chicken was amazing. The place was called Teddy's Steakhouse, but I have no idea what their steaks taste like. I brought Mario, you know, the painter, and got him a cup of coffee and he ordered one of those croissants with little chocolate swirls on them. He told me more about the few days you guys spent together, how you talked in the early hours in the morning, and that you loved art. I guess you had taken a few art history classes after high school, which was a surprise to me and I'm assuming would be a surprise to your parents. And I could just tell in his eyes that it was love. Or maybe a tinge of lust. 
but this guy really cares about you. And he wasn't sure where you were headed. He told me that you were suspiciously tight-lipped about it, but said that the last time he saw you, you were headed north. Not that that's much to go on, but at least now I know someone saw you two months ago, that they saw you alive, and that you might be somewhere north of here. <sighs> well, it's getting too late now. I guess I'll head out in the morning. It happened again. The rain begins to patter and this whole town scatters. <laughs> hey, I rhymed. But uh, all the lights are out in town, and the decimate at the motel was gone. His absence in the dim light of the front office gives the most empty feelings to this place. Like, I'm truly alone now. Well, I pat the few things I've got back into my bag, and I'm leaving first thing in the morning. God, this town still creeps me out. Shit, he's back. He's just standing there. That death man, the skinny one. I pulled open the blinds. I I don't know why, to check the rain, maybe they had that weird feeling I was being watched. But there he was, staring straight at me, that empty gleam in his eyes, oh. And the growling's back. It's faint, not as loud as last night, but oh, it's so fucking creepy. I should just... What the fuck is... Is that tapping on the window? Uh. Alright, um, I'm back on the road again. Last night, I, I don't even know where to begin. Um, well, he came through the fucking window. Uh, the desk man, and there was glass everywhere. He tackled me down on the ground, and he was drooling, and oh god, he smelled something awful like trash and water that had been sitting out too long. I threw him off me and made a dash at the door. I threw it open as fast as I could, but he was already at my ankles. I fell to my knees, and there we were, in the rain. There was blood, and he had brought down his teeth onto my lower leg, gnawing. Oh, I must have screamed in pain, but I, I don't remember if I did. And I finally did the one thing that I never wanted to do again. I pulled my gun, and I fired. Twice. The echoing sound of each bullet hitting a skull, knocking it back with each hit. I, I kicked his limp body away. I made my way back to the, to the desk, and I just I needed help. With the police. Or an ambulance. Something. But, of course, the front office was empty. There was no phone, no computer, just a small counter, and... A series of old magazines attempted to be spread in a neat fashion. I had to go back and I went to go look for my cell phone. I, then I, I saw someone just standing on the other side of the street, staring back at me. I had this long, tan trench coat. And I couldn't tell if it was a man or a woman. I tried yelling out, but they just stood there staring back at me, finally slowly pointing to where the man was. Yeah. I said it was. The body was gone. There was no blood, just two empty bullet shells and a whole mess of glass. I, I didn't call the police. I mean, how could I? 
what I had said. I did the best to bandage my leg and clean the hell out of it. The person in the tan jacket was gone, and I was alone again. The next morning, there was a new desk man, shorter and a little fatter than the last one. I tried to apologize for the window, but he just smiled in a simple but creepy way and told me that there was nothing to be sorry for, that storms around here can be pretty dangerous, knocking things around in the wind. I did my best to ignore him, and I smiled and thanked him in return. Gave him the key, paid my bill, and left. I sped out of town as quick as I could. Not fast enough, really. Where the Asphalt Ends is written and performed by Pendleton, Maine, and edited by Shalene Crew. Music was performed by Disparition. This has been our prologue tape titled First Contact. If you've enjoyed this story so far, please follow us on Twitter at Asphalt Ends or on Facebook. Thank you for listening. And hey, you, remember to turn off that attic light tonight. Oh? You don't have an attic? Well, you better be prepared for two surprises then. <laughs>